We want to talk to you a little bit about uh, our sponsor and thank them for sponsoring the Blaze broadcast today. It's My Patriot Supply. The world is changing so rapidly. And uh, did you see Canada just came out with some new things about, hey, um, may, may, maybe you should dig a hole in the back of your house and crawl in it because there might be some nuclear winters coming our way. Really? That's good. That's good. That's good. Hey, also, Russia stopped a massive grain deal. Uh, pretty much what we predicted a year ago would happen, and now it's happening. Food shortages on the way all over the world. Have you checked out MyPatriotSupply.com? Go there now, MyPatriotSupply. Just get, just get started. One-week emergency food supply. MyPatriotSupply, nation's largest preparedness company. You'll save big today. Don't skip this special $30 savings this week only on the one-week emergency Emergency food supply, mypatriotsupply.com, mypatriotsupply.com. America, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if my so-called executive producer is man enough to be on the program today. He should have been smoten a long time ago. <laughs> smoten? But smoten? Smoten. Smoten. I was going to smote you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. And you should have been smoten many, many years ago. But here we are in this cesspool of corruption. And Stu is here to make sure that we cover it all. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see how much he wants to really cover of that Hunter Biden. We have the videotapes, Stu, of you, Hunter Biden. Need I say more? We begin in 60 seconds. It's like you were being smoked right there. In Let me tell you about our sponsor. It is Rough Greens. Imagine going to a restaurant when the waiter brings out your food, just a bowl full of burned little chunks of something. Um, this isn't steak. Oh, yeah, no, it is. It is. It has just been sterilized. Huh? Uh, you are not expecting nutrition or delicious taste, right? Uh, that's what your dog goes through every time you put kibble in front of him. You need a supplement. It is developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You put it on the dog's food. Brown food is dead food. You want the green stuff. Filled with vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens would like to send you the first bag free. Just a little trial bag. See if your dog loves it as much as Uno does. Uh, You only pay for the shipping and uh, give it to them. See if they don't gobble it up and like to eat again. And then watch the difference in your dog over the months. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com, roughgreens.com, or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, 833-GLEN-33. Well, uh, hello, Mr. Stu, eh? 
Glad Pardon, day. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you starting the show with uh, uh, by uh, coming after me and making false accusations. Well, I think that's the way the world works now. <laughs> well, okay. You know what I mean? Oh, and, so you're just doing uh, you know, it to I, fit in. To fit in. I want to be, be part of the cool kids club. And I had absolutely no idea what business my son was in. I don't have any idea. You've never anyway, talked to your son uh, about any of his uh, business dealings whatsoever? No. no. Well, wait, we heard no, we had an interview with in you tr- earlier this week where you talked to your son about yeah. the new job he was taking this week. No, that's what you think. Okay. Well, I talked to him about that, just not all of the prostitution, drug, and uh, taking of money from foreign uh, nationals. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I don't even... He may not be doing that. He, well, he's probably not. What? He's doing that? I don't know. I've never talked to him about it. <laughs> So uh, that kind of that story's kind of falling apart now, isn't it? I mean, just a little bit. And uh, yesterday, let me start. Let me start here with uh, Jim Jordan setting the stage. Cut twelve. You know whose story hasn't changed? These two guys. Their testimony has been consistent throughout. Their testimony has been the same. And guess what? Two days ago, an FBI agent confirmed their testimony. Who are you going to believe? The Justice Department can't get their story straight, changed three times in 33 days, or these two guys? The Justice Department that was found to censor Americans just two weeks ago from the federal court in Louisiana, the Justice Department that said moms and dads are terrorists, the Justice Department that said if you're a pro-life Catholic, you're an extremist, the Justice Department that can't get his story straight are these two guys. Ten years over a decade of experience for each of them. The go-to guys in international tax evasion cases. The A-team when it comes to investigating these matters. All over the world they've done this. And who've been consistent throughout. I think I'll believe these guys. I think they're the ones telling the truth. And that is, that is fundamentally what this comes down to. So God bless you guys for the work you've done, the courage you have, and for being here today. Stepping forward because you care about equal treatment under the law. That's what's at stake, plain and simple. Now, there is a, there's a push for a special counselor, uh, a special counsel to look into that. I'm not sure what more you need. Um, I mean, it's all on videotape. And they have all the documents. And they have... 80 notices from the different banks that they were using saying, um, we think this is money laundering. I mean, I don't know much how much more you need to be able to uh, to indict, but I, I don't know. We should ask we should ask them about uh, Donald Trump because they got so much on him. Uh, let's uh, let me show you how some of the things that these guys testified and how this is all coming together. Now, this is one of the guys top of the top of the IRS. He's the whistleblower, Gary Shapley. He said they wanted to interview uh, Hunter Biden. And here's what happened. Three. The FBI, SSA and I were assigned with uh, interviewing Hunter Biden that day. And the day previous, we went to the L.A. FBI field office and asked them to uh, 
to the, the special agent in charge to contact the Secret Service special agent in charge from the LA field office at 8 a.m. on uh, the morning of December 8th and tell them that two uh, agents were, were going to approach Hunter Biden to, uh, to and, um, as part of an official investigation. And uh, the night before, all of that changed. And all of that changed because FBI headquarters and Secret Service headquarters coordinated, and that uh, and that information had gotten out to uh, everybody the night before. And we can talk about whether it's a highly political investigation and all of those different things. But there's another group of people that was uh, made aware of that the night before, wasn't there? Yeah, that's correct. And that would be the transition team. That's correct. And the transition team is a political mm. operation set up to help the president-elect vet cabinet employees, work on inauguration, do all of those things. I mean, is that your understanding? Uh, generally, okay. yes. Do they have any special investigative powers I don't know about? Not that I would know of. Your entire history and uh, working in history with the IRS, you ever worked with a transition team of a president to uh, help set up an interview with a subject of a criminal investigation? I have not. Uh, last question. Did you ever get to interview Hunter Biden? We did not interview him. Holy cow. <laughs> Holy cow. Laughable. This Stunning. Is the, this is the same quality of investigation we got from the uh, cocaine uh, in the White House. <laughs> like They're just like, yeah, we're just going to yeah. give up. We're not even going to talk to people who may have been in the room. I mean, they won't talk to the principal. They never interview the person that they're talking about here. I mean, it's insanity. You, you know the person that should be impeached is Merritt Garland. Absolutely totally positively he should be impeached yeah. because he's the one that is pulling all of the strings for this listen to this uh he goes on to talk about what the doj also allowed uh, i think this is the next cut cut four the justice department allowed the president's political appointees to weigh in on whether to charge the president's son after United States Attorney for D.C. Matthew Graves, appointed by President Biden, refused to bring charges in March 2022, I watched United States Attorney Weiss tell a room full of senior FBI and IRS senior leaders on October 7th, 2022, that he was not the deciding person on whether char charges were filed. That was my red line. Huh, that's a different story. Now, the other whistleblower, um, his name is Ziegler, Cut five. Listen to this. There was an environment when we were interviewing people, when we were interviewing witnesses, where you were afraid to ask questions, questions that could lead to the presidential campaign. And this is after the campaign's over. So questions like that, it was restricted, and I was it, it, so things like that were we were limited to to talking about. What? what who's running things? Here he is again, cut six. I will also note that while the impression has been conveyed by the U.S. attorney in Delaware that he has similar powers to that of a special counsel in this case, free reign to do as needed, that was not the case. It appeared to me, based on what I experienced, that the U.S. attorney in Delaware in our investigation was constantly hamstrung, limited, and marginalized by DOJ officials as well as other U.S. attorneys. I still think that a special counsel is necessary for this investigation. One last, one last one. Here he is laying out the money trail against Hunter Biden, cut eight. Let's get into the evidence, Mr. Ziegler. I want to direct you to pages 99 and 100 of your transcript. How much money did Hunter Biden and his associates receive from the Romanian company you identified? 
So that amount would be uh, from Romania. So the approximate total transfers from the Romania company would have been $3.1 million to everyone. $3.1 million. How much did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from State Energy HK Limited through the Robinson Walker LLC? So total transfers from State Energy HK to Rob Walker was $3 million. $3 million. Was there a $100,000 payment from CEFC Infrastructure to Owasco PC, Hunter Biden's professional corporation? Uh, yes, Chairman. Approximately how much was transferred to Hunter Biden and his business associates through Hudson West 3? So the total transfers from Hudson West 3 to everyone was $3.7 million. $3.7 million. How much money did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from the Ukrainian company Burisma? Uh, Burisma paid to everyone involved $6.5 million. $6.5 million. Jeez. Burisma also paid Blue Star Strategies and a law firm, hundreds of thousands of dollars, bringing the total Burisma payments to over $7 million. Is, is that correct? That is correct. $7.3 million. Look at the money. And what is it that Hunter Biden was doing exactly? I mean, how much would you pay the drug addict? How much would you pay the guy who's selling, buying uh, crack, smoking it all the time, uh, seemingly very undependable and going through hookers one right after another every day. H- how much would you pay for that employee? Because I, I, I'm pretty sure it would be a little less than $7.4 million. What did he add? What did he add? Now, if anybody is questioning who these people are, here, let me play cut one. This is the first whistleblower uh, who talks about who he is. Listen. There's no benefit from me blowing the whistle on this case. Absolutely none. I have no book deal. And the only money that goes into my bank account every two weeks is from my employment for the federal government. Listen to the other guy. Cut seven. I've recently discovered that people are saying that I must be more credible because I'm a Democrat who happens to be married to a man. I'm no more credible than this man sitting next to me Due to, my actual, due to my sexual orientation or my political beliefs. The truth is, my credibility comes today from my job experience with the IRS and my intimate knowledge of the agency's standard and procedures. I was raised and have always strived to do what is right. Although I do have my supporters, others have said that I am a traitor to the Democratic Party and that I am causing more division in our society. I implore you to consider that if you were in my position with the facts as I have stated them, ask yourself if you would be doing the exact same thing. I hope that I am an example to other LGBTQ people out there who are questioning doing the right thing at the potential cost of themselves and others. How is this not the topic and not the only talk in Washington, D.C.? This is so clear cut. Well, the good news is you have men like Mitt Romney on it. And yesterday, Mitt Romney commented, cut 12. You don't have it yet? All right, let me take a quick break and then come back with it. uh, Because I think it's very, very important. It shows how much people are paying attention. And even people like Mitt Romney are, are really paying attention. All right, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor. It's Relief Factor Sleep. Sometimes good sleep is hard to come by. Believe me, 
plenty of times where I have been lying in bed wondering, ah, is it even worth trying to go back to sleep? I can't tell you how many times I lay in bed at three o'clock in the morning. I've got an hour more. I got an hour of sleep left. And I know if I go to sleep at that point, I'm only going to wake up with my alarm clock and be even more tired. So why not just get up? Well, the solution is, why not just get a good night's sleep by taking something natural to help you get a deep sleep, and that's relief factor sleep. It isn't, um, I don't know, it's it's all natural, so it doesn't drug you out. You don't feel it the next morning. You just go really to natural sleep. Uh, Unleash the power of great sleep right now. Call 800, the number four relief. This is from Relief Factor. It's Relief Factor Sleep. 800, the number four relief. Relief Factor Sleep from relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Wow. I think this is... uh, this is stunning news yesterday. It's what anybody, if you're paying attention, was talking about. This is so clearly an open-shut case, and everybody in Washington is paying attention to it. Yesterday, Mitt Romney uh, made this statement. Well, as you all know, today is National Hot Dog Day, and uh, perhaps you also know that hot dog is my favorite meat. I love hot dogs. Uh, I love them in buns, I love them outside of buns, I love them with baked beans, I just like hot dogs. It's the best you know, best meat there is, without question. So to all of you who, like me, are celebrating uh, National Hot Dog Day, uh, congratulations to you, and may there be many, many more hot dogs served in our wonderful land. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's great. I mean, that is a so, take down. You know, that should be under the headline, Mitt Romney destroys Hunter Biden, you know, uh, yeah. and his, and his he loves wieners. family. He does love the... Yeah. He, does love he, he the, loves wieners. In the buns, out of the buns. Uh, and notice the Freudian slip where he says it's International Hat a Hot Dog Day when he's wearing a hat with a hot dog on it. I think he's saying something there. Might have been a little graft. Might have been somebody stopping by the old office saying, here, have a hot dog and maybe a hat. Why don't you promote us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a little Hunter Biden? How many hot dogs did Mitt Romney get uh, just to do that little ad for them? <laughs> I'll, bet you, I'll bet you two or three. I'll bet you two or three happen. And, uh, and then after that, he's going to be all over the... The other hot dogs uh, and uh, the impeachment proceedings. I don't know about you, Stu, but I feel good about justice in America today. Do you now? Because uh, hmm. I'm not exactly on that uh, on that page with you uh, after watching a lot of this. I mean, because they. Oh. I mean, I, I know the hot dog thing is important, but you see person after person going through all this data and and all of the stuff that's backed up with the documents, right? Like this is not. I mean, maybe what's the argument here for him not being charged already? Is it just that, okay, these things are really shady, but not necessarily fully illegal? I mean, I don't, I don't even know what the arguments are. Certainly the prostitution's illegal. We know that. Certainly the drugs are illegal. We know that. Uh, but, I, you know, uh, I guess that might be I don't know. Money, I don't know. Money laundering of about $30 million so far? I, I don't know. George Washington uh, law professor Jonathan Turley said that the House Democrat has tripped the wire on Joe Biden during the hearing yesterday. 
He uh, argued the exchange between Dan Goldman and one of the witnesses, the Internal Revenue Service whistleblower Gary Shapley, undermined the president's denial that he ever spoke to his son about the younger Biden's business dealings. Goldman point, uh, pointed to a moment in Shapley's prior testimony in which he quoted Hunter Biden business associate Rob Walker, informing the FBI that Hunter Biden told his father, father at a lunch meeting with executives of the Chinese energy group, CEFC, I may be trying to start a company or try to do something with these guys. Now, let me ask you something, Goldman said. Does that sound much like Joe Biden was involved in whatever Hunter Biden was doing with the CEFC? If Hunter Biden is telling him he's trying to do business with him, does it? In response, Shapley said no, but it does show that he told his father that he was trying to do business when he was talking to his father about business. Another moment, Goldman threw his hands in the air and said, okay, well, that is true. Hunter Biden does try to do business. That's correct. On Twitter, Turley said Goldman just tripped the wire on Joe Biden. Uh, in trying to grill the whistleblowers to show there was no evidence that Joe Biden was involved, he elicited an answer that the witness established that Joe Biden did discuss business deals with Hunter and the Chinese. Goldman was trying to show that the witness didn't mention a substantive role of Joe Biden. Shapley immediately noted that it didn't mean that he came to discuss one of Hunter's deals. The president continues to not to deny this fact. Goldman prompted the sworn statement from the investigator that Biden did indeed discuss his son's business deals. In doing so, Goldman may have delivered one of the most damaging moments in the hearing for the Bidens. After Shapley made the point about Joe Biden talking to his son about business, Goldman went on to state the IRS agent had no direct evidence connecting uh, Biden to Hunter Biden's business deals before moving on with his questioning. Turley, in ending his t Twitter thread, said if Goldman had to continued his line of inquiry about Biden business deals a few more minutes, it would have sealed the case for the appointment of a special counsel. This is Jonathan Turley, who I don't always agree with, but he always speaks his mind and uh, doesn't seem to play sides. He sides with the Constitution. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way I would like it to work out. But to me, that's what gives Jonathan Turley any kind of credibility. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. I'd be willing to pay more money for lower quality cell service if it meant not having to give money to the big mobile companies who support awful things like Planned Parenthood, companies like Verizon, for instance. And I suspect that if anybody asks you, you might say the same thing. You'd say it, but I don't know if you'd do it. Well, you don't have to do it. Uh, you don't have to pay more. In fact, you're going to be paying less and you're going to get the same great service because it's all on the same carrier towers. So whatever your service is and you're like, I love my coverage. OK, great. You'll get exactly the same coverage. You'll pay a, a, a smaller price. You'll save money and that money is not going to be going to Planned Parenthood. What do you say you switch? 100% U.S.-based customer service team at Patriot Mobile makes switching really easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. 
PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck at PatriotMobile 878-PATRIOT. Got to sign up to Blaze TV. Go to BlazeMediaSummit.com. Use the, com- uh, the promo code SUMMIT. You'll save 30 bucks off your one-year subscription to Blaze TV. Holy cow, I think we have some breaking news on tomorrow's program you don't want to miss. We're being fair, we're being gracious, we're giving people time to respond, and then tomorrow we tell you. Um, all right, let me, um, let, me, uh, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, Dark Future. Just got the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, the number one uh, book on the New York Times this year or this uh this week for the first week of dark future take a guess we're number one right come on of course come on. Yeah, it's you, a big book yeah we number one yeah no we're 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 not number one but we're not number one because there was a big book out that is you know but beyond the story 10-year record of bts which apparently is some korean pop band yeah okay yeah so that's a that's a big cultural buzzsaw you're running into on that one right i mean yeah uh, that, yeah so you yeah, you understand that yeah. yeah i mean no but you know yes i would I, yeah, i'm not okay, surprised yes. to see a book about bts yes. selling very well yeah right even though i have no idea who bts is i know i'm not your standard american mm-hmm. uh outlive uh was number two uh and the wager was number three Now, I want you to know, Dark Future sold more than double Outlive and three times as many books as The Wager. But that's why we're not number one. We're not number two. We're not number three. You know, look, on the New York Times. Well, we're number 12. We're we're number 12. We're number 12. (laughs) Number 12, which (laughs) is great. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. So we got that going for us. They legitimately stopped trying. The New York Times list, at one point, they would be like, okay, hey, there's two Mm. books that are very close. We'll put the liberal one ahead of it. That was their approach 10 years ago. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah. if you're conservative, we're putting you, if, it will not be within the double digits. You, you, you have your only I mean, double I digits think, range. I don't think there's anybody that even comes close. I mean, another conservative, are they all this bad? I mean, I was number 15 when we were number one last time. Now I'm number two behind K-pop and uh, <laughs> we're number 12. How is that even possible? I don't even get it. Have you considered anyway. talking more about K-pop? I mean, have you considered maybe joining a band, getting into the movement a little bit? You know, I mean, I think you'd be pretty impressive as the front man of a K-pop group. Well, I'm thinking about it. I am thinking about it. I've never been to Korea. Uh, like Korean food. Really like Korean, uh, Korean barbecue. That is, that is all me. I could be, you know, instead of BTS, I could be BBQ, Korean BBQ. Uh, <laughs> that would be saying. the name of your band, so, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. Yeah. It would be. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, the other thing that has happened that you should know of, and I haven't really mentioned this because we wanted it to actually go on Amazon. We've never seen anybody who has had a book and, uh, you know, has the the business that we have in book sales and the, you know, almost 20 year relationship with Amazon where we submit the book uh, and the digital book and the audio book. And for some reason, only the hardcover was for sale. Um, <laughs> don't know. I uh, don't know how that one happened, but it did. And uh, I was told not to say anything because they're like, just, just don't, just don't say anything. Just, 
let's just hope they put it up. So it is up now. Congratulations. Thank oh, you, Amazon. Nice it is, wow. It's been great. It's been efficient. Uh, and uh, good doing business with you. I, uh, I love a business that treats you like this and then takes 50% of everything. I, I will say, uh, someone who, uh, that's... who reads a lot of digital books, uh, and I know, yeah. of course, they'll probably be deleted from from my record any at any time but like uh it's kind mm-hmm. of a kind of a bummer to have uh, no available kindle book or audiobook for the first yeah. couple of weeks of sale that's, yeah it's not something well seeing not a good seeing approach. that we were mm-hmm. yeah seeing that we were number two uh and uh number fifteen thousand on digital uh we didn't even have a product on digital that's a little weird it's a little weird, uh, but it's available now. So if you only read things digitally, I, I urge you to get a copy of the uh, hardbound. But it is out digitally today and the audiobook. And I have to tell you, I have stop me if I if I'm mistaken, Stu, but I don't think I have ever said this about any of the audiobooks that I do. Um, you know, the audiobooks are are good. This one, I think, if it wasn't if 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 I were you know Al Gore. This one would win a Grammy because mm. uh, it is a really, really funny, believe it or not, read. Uh, I added a lot to the book. Uh, this is probably not shouldn't have. Yeah, but, I don't think that's because hmm? I, I, I listen to some audiobooks too. And I, and I will say yeah. that that the approach that you take for an audiobook is much different than every other audiobook that yeah. I've ever uh, consumed yeah. in that like. What they yeah. say at the end is like, this has been an unabridged version of whatever book you've just read. And usually what that means is they kind of just read all the words in the book. Like that's, yeah, how, the, like that's that. how this is supposed to work. That's not how you do this. Yeah, I don't like that. You read all the words yeah, in the book, no, but then no, you no. add like chapters and bonus things. There and, may have been one, there may have been one place where I went, nah, that's not really right. Let me say it this way. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, there's a, there's a few, you know, cause I, I act some of the book out and when it's a three-way conversation with Klaus Schwab, a German, a Russian, and a guy from Saudi Arabia, it gets a little dicey. It gets a little dicey. Uh, so, uh, it's good. You're going to love it. You're really going to love it. Uh, make sure you grab the audio book of it. Now you can download it and listen to it. Now, I don't know how long you're going to quote own it. Um, you might want to burn it down to, you know, something, uh, you know, some, some sort of a disc or something. Did you hear what happened to one of your favorite shows, Stu? Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, I was reading about this. You know, they, they, it's been a sort of a controversial thing for people who like that show for a while that they pulled yeah, a, yeah. A three or four episodes um, mm. uh, over the years. And the main excuse for this was bl- like blackface use. You know, we yes. went through that period where Democrats all, all came out. They had all yeah. apparently used blackface for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. It became <laughs> right. controversial again. Um, and uh, they went after It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now, of course, if you watch that show, they're not glorifying blackface or trying to make fun of black people with blackface. They are making fun of terrible people who are either idiots or horribly racist themselves. And they're trying to make fun of them. Um, no. It's not still. Mm-hmm. Stu, when George Soros and Hillary Clinton started their little organization to destroy people, they did not name it Context Matters no. or Truth Matters. <laughs> they, they named it Media Matters. Okay? So forget the context. It has to go. Yeah. 
then that's what uh, uh, seemingly has happened. I mean, there's at least reports of this happening where they've pulled multiple episodes of uh, now. There is, I think it was three or four initially, and now reportedly it's up to like twelve or something of that nature. Yeah, like there's more and more. Isn't that like a whole season? Yeah, I mean, the show's the longest-running live-action uh, sitcom in television history, so they have a lot of episodes. Uh, but still, it is uh, incredible that you'd pull that many, right? I mean, like, it is... Uh, and, and and I will say, watching the show, because it's one of those shows you dip into, right? Like, I don't need to watch every episode. I don't need to watch them all in order. But every once in a while, when I've got 15 minutes or 20 minutes and I'm sitting around, I'll pop on a, an episode... And there's a lot in there that's really offensive. Like, I'm sort of shocked any of the episodes are up there. On yeah, I've never point. watched it. And it, yeah. I've never watched it because it's described like that. And that is, I mean, that's that's a drug to me. That's I, I would have been watching the entire season, like trying to get it in before every show. I'd be <laughs> I'd get off the show. And then yeah, I just I'm just I'm just watching Sunny in Philadelphia. And then I, I you know, the alarm goes off and I. I started the day before, right after the show, and I'm like, holy cow, I got to do a show again? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would just, I would mainline it. It's very, very dark and, and very, and very, very mm. funny, um, but, you know, very offensive. And, and, and the, but that's the yeah. point of it, right? Like, the point of Correct. the show, it's a show about people who are terrible and do terrible things to each other and treat people terribly. And you're not supposed to look at them as heroes. <laughs> like the point of it, it's like Breaking Bad. It's like, you know, Walter White did a lot of offensive things in Breaking Bad, like murdering people, but we keep the shows on because we all understand. We're not sitting here saying, oh, well, we're really praising Walter White. Everyone should start killing people. With things like race, for some reason, like we aren't adults at all and we can't all understand what's going on here, which is, you know, we're criticizing people for bad behavior. You know, I, I don't know. Can you, know, you even play Adolf Hitler anymore in a movie? Like, I, why is that allowed? I would, I, I wouldn't. But I mean, I suppose somebody could. Well, a lot of people have. I mean, I don't have. think it would be the best for your career to don a little mustache. I mean, look, some you of know, some I mean, of the best. You could look back and find some of the great movies of history. I mean, like we, we yeah. talk about Valkyrie, and I love Valkyrie. I don't know if you, a lot of people would love classify it, it as love the great it. moment in his uh, movie of history, but I really like it. Um, it's a great movie. Oh, it someone's got to play Hitler in it. Like, I'm sorry. Lots of bad stuff happens in that movie. Should we pull the movie? I mean, they, they were murdering no, people all over the place. So why, why are we allowing that? Those, we should offer those roles to people like Louis C.K., who just can't get a job. We've canceled them already. Louis, take one for the team. There you go. I like that. <laughs> hey, that's the way we could bring these these uh, Me Too people back. Or just, uh, Kevin Spacey right, can play all these least, roles. <laughs> right, let, yeah. let him at least eat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, or we could Kevin give, or gets to another play. thing we could do is we could give those roles... To the dwarf actors that got kicked out of Snow White. <laughs> because <laughs> this give Adolf, he's just like going to be 3-8 for a movie, and we're all just accepted. It would be hysterical. It'd be hysterical. That would be a great. To have a little person <laughs> playing Adolf Hitler. Yeah, I like that. That would like be a that. great movie. How have we not made this movie? A war movie don't know. about World War II, I, and it's just all dwarfs. We might. I mean, they we lost might. all their I, jobs. The, the seven dwarfs. Like, it's suppo- they're supposed to get those roles. No. No, one did. There well, is one. They did get one. One dwarf in. The, they did get one. They got one. Uh, all right. Uh, 
don't forget, you can get the audio uh, book and the digital book. Yeah. Yeah. You can get it right now at wherever you buy your digital books or your audio books. It's available. It's called Dark Future, and the audio book is really good. Really good. Better, really, honestly, better than this crap I'm doing right now. I'm just, I'm ju- I'm just trying to be honest with, with you. Okay. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is Car Shield. You're going to have problems eventually. Your car is going to have problems. And when it does, you're going to be on the hook to pay for it. No matter how insanely expensive it ends up being, car repairs can be crazy expensive. Good news is, when you get Car Shield, you're getting the peace of mind for when you're on the road because they offer affordable protection plans to fit every budget and cover more parts than ever before. And you're really going to want them when something expensive uh, breaks. You know, you'll be like, ah, crap. Uh, how much that going to cost? You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down on the road. The protection plans include coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. It's CarShield, dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage like I have. Call CarShield today at 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash back. Save 20% now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So when's the last time you, um, you know, check the home title that you have for your home? Uh, my guess is like never. Uh, who would? Why would you? <laughs> I always think about when they ask that question, like, oh, when's the last time you checked your home title? Would someone, does someone actually do that? Has there been a case of this in history where someone went and checked? Uh, usually the only time you check it is when you're a victim of home title fraud and you realize you no longer own your home. And that's happened to so many people across the country. Uh, home title fraud is one of the fastest growing uh, crimes in America. And, you know, we've seen so many stories over the years as, as I've been talking about home title lock of people who've gone to their house and they're just like thinking every day thing is normal. There's another family moving in. One home was bulldozed uh, when they were gone thinking, you know, the new the, it wasn't the new owner's fault. They just didn't know. They thought they had bought the house from someone else. They thought they had ownership of it. And uh, this stuff happens to people. Most of the time, it's not bulldozing. Most of the time, it's just a huge paperwork hassle, and usually you lose thousands and thousands of dollars. Maybe, you know, we're talking about your entire equity. Hundreds of thousands of dollars are on the line. Your home, your property, and equity are your most valuable assets, and Home Title Lock helps you protect them. Home Title Lock puts a shield around your home's title. If they detect any tampering, if they detect anything going on, they step in, they let you know, they let you put it to a, they help you put it to a stop, and then you don't have to deal with all of this. Go there now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code BECK. You get 30 risk-free days of protection. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK at HomeTitleLock.com. All right. So uh, I'm getting emails now saying the book is not up on Amazon, and and I can't seem to find it either. Uh, It's weird. I'm looking here. I can't seem to even, uh, let me see, G-L-E-N-N-B-E-C-K, dark future. Okay, so there it is, there it is, dark future, uncovering the Great Reset's next phase, terrifying next phase, bestseller. Uh, Okay, let me just click on that. That says Kindle edition, available instantly. I got it, I got it, hardcover. 
but not the audiobook. Yeah, I don't see Why the isn't the audiobook there? I don't see the audiobook the either. Audiobook. It was there this morning. I will say this is just this another morning. Glenn Beck lie. Uh, you know, <sighs> typically this is what you get when you come to this show. You're going to get someone who comes on the air and tells you uh, false things over and over and over again, just like the audiobook is available. So good luck. Good job, Glenn. It was there. It was oh, there. Oh, it was there. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and and Hunter didn't know he was paying those women for sex. Was that really cocaine? <laughs> he, thought, he thought it was sugar. I mean, we all know your patterns here, Glenn. Uh, uh, that is really so frustrating. What What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's only two what weeks since hell? release. When do you? Yeah, I mean, don't worry. On. It's not impacting sales at all. Okay, so you can buy the Kindle. That's available. Kindle is up. I uh, just got that. Where is? Uh, I'm just getting something from my uh, my CEO of my company. What the hell is happening with the audiobook? <laughs> um, I got three little dots. Three little dots. He's he's answering now. Okay. Well, three we will. Little dots. I'm sh- I'm sure it's uh, on the on, on the way. You know. I'm sure it's right. I'm right sure it the is. Corner. I'm right sure away. it is. There's nothing nefarious going on or anything like that. Good. I mean, we're not a trusted source. We haven't we haven't sold millions and millions of books and audiobooks with through Amazon. What? Wh- right? I mean, they got to button it up. Make sure that we're a trusted source. <clears throat> so you know, we got that going for us. Anyway, uh, you'll be able to get it there soon. Otherwise, I'm just going to dump it online. How's that? How's that? Oh, you won't make any money. Yeah, well, it's better than not making any money and not having anybody hear it. See, this is the problem. (laughs) So he just writes, yeah, no audio book for me either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry it doesn't have the immediate answer. I swear to you it was... I swear to you, it was there this morning because I, I downloaded it this morning, or I tried to. Let me see if it even... I was in the middle of the show, and I said, let me get some clips of it. And I went, and I thought I hit download, but it doesn't show that I actually did download it. Another well, thanks, lie. Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's great. No. You can get the Kindle book. And one of these days, kids, you'll be able to listen to it digitally. I know it's far out in the future. It's a very difficult thing. But the little people at Amazon, and I don't mean to imply they're all dwarves, the little people at Amazon are working tirelessly to figure out how they can bring my voice to your phone or computer. Maybe they'll have it done today. Oh, one could hope. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're one of those people who have to deal with embarrassing sweat just about any time you get into a public situation, it really sucks. And uh, sometimes you just want to find a hole to jump into. These days, you can project confidence because you don't have to worry whether or not you're going to sweat through your shirt. Uh, I, I am not necessarily the driest person on the hottest days of the summer, especially in Texas. Sweat block is the best sweat protection protocol on the market, and they are magic wipes, if you will. You apply them once and they'll keep you sweat free for days, for days. It is completely a different way of looking at hygiene and keeping yourself uh, clean and fresh. 
and not sweating through your shirts. If you haven't tried Sweat Block yet, this message is for you. Your improved confidence comes with a discount. Use the promo code Beck at sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com, save 20%. Sweatblock.com, promo code Beck, also on Amazon. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. There is a ton going on. We can't seem to get any traction uh, in the press on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. They testified yesterday that $7.5 million just from Burisma alone went to Hunter Biden and his family members and his uh, shell corporations. Nobody seems to care about any of this, and yet Donald Trump is is possibly going to jail. Is that even true? Possibly being indicted again and going to jail. Meanwhile, over election fraud, no. Biden charging election fraud, that gets some attention. And they have sent 70 and 80 year olds on their way to prison for something that I think the Democrats were saying they were going to do if Trump did win the election. It, I don't understand today's judicial system at all. It, it just seems to be what side are you on? Okay, bad or good. But Alan Dershowitz will be here to tell us what's what he thinks is going on and how things should work out. He's the author of Get Trump, Alan Dershowitz, in 60 seconds. I'm going to go out on a limb here and make a bold statement. It shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg every time you want to throw some steaks on the grill. But that is what's happening, and it's going to get more and more expensive. And when you do have to pay for a good steak, it should be a good steak. It should be a steak that's coming right here in the United States of America. But our farmers and ranchers, they're working hard for your business. They're the backbone of the American economy today, but they are being thwarted every single way. When you go into the market and you see a little uh, product of the USA flag on grass-fed beef, I can guarantee you that there is a 15% chance that that means that beef came from the United States. 85% of it is from a foreign country. Don't ask me. It's just all games. You want to support the American farmer and the American rancher? There's one way to do it. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll get $30 off any box. With Good Ranchers, you're getting American locally sourced meat. You're putting it on your grill and then on your plate. It's delicious and you'll lock in your price. So whatever you're paying for your meat today with Good Ranchers, you'll be paying the same price a year from now. Nobody else will give that to you. Good Ranchers. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK and save $30. GoodRanchers.com. Mr. Alan Dershowitz, welcome to the program. I, I don't even know where to begin. 
but since you wrote the uh, the book get trump let's start with them getting trump what is happening well before we get to get trump i want to just say one word of commendation about the president of israel isaac herzog who made one of the most brilliant speeches in front of a joint session of congress yesterday with uh, bigoted racist um anti-semites like bernie sanders a jewish anti-semite walking out of his speech uh, aoc walking out of his speech uh five or six democrats who would come to hear castro who would come to hear pol pot who would come to hear you know any 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 dictator on the left refused to listen to the great president of israel i commended him as soon as his speech wow. was over he wrote me a lovely note wow. back uh, so I just want your audience to know that not all not all members of Congress are decent people. Uh, these folks that wouldn't listen to uh, our closest ally uh, and who don't believe in the right of the nation state of Israel to exist as a Jewish state uh, are a shame and a scandal to America. And Herzog, who went to high school in America and whose father was the president of Israel, whose grandfather was the chief rabbi of Israel, is really just a great person. I hope people watch his speech. You can get it on YouTube. And now to Donald Trump. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go there, sure. Alan, bef- uh, before we go there, I would like to have you back on uh, at an, on another time because I'm so packed up today. But um, I'd like to have you on another time to explain what the heck is happening with the Supreme Court over there. I don't think most people even understand and they don't know. Well, know they don't know well. what the good guy and bad guy is. Well, there are no good guys and bad guys. There's just a dispute that's going on that's reasonable, very similar to the dispute in the United States when Democrats want to pack the court. I'm a real expert on that, and I've been advising the president of Israel, okay. prime minister of Israel, and others on this issue. So I would be thrilled to come back and explain okay. to the American public exactly what's at stake. Okay. Good. Okay. So let's talk about Get Trump and what is happening. Is there a chance he goes to jail on this? Yeah, sure. There's a chance he gets sentenced to prison. It would be for a lot. It would be in a long time. I mean, the worst case scenario for Trump is he gets tried just before the election. If he's tried in the District of Columbia, the reason he was so anxious to get him in the District of Columbia, he has a jury pool that voted against him 91 percent. And many judges who have already expressed views very strong against Trump. So if, if he gets to be prosecuted in the District of Columbia, even if he's totally innocent, juries in the District of Columbia will indict a ham sandwich, will convict a ham sandwich if his, if his, if his name is Trump. So there is a chance he could get convicted, although the case against him, I haven't seen the indictment, but based on press reports, seems extremely stressed and, and stretched and weak, as does the case in New York. The Florida case is the only one that has some legs, but that would, you know, be a minor, it'd be, you know, a paper case. Well, he mishandled some documents. Uh, so I don't think he's going to prison on Florida or New York, but he could be sentenced to prison in Washington, D.C. And then the question is, does he win the election? If he wins the election, he can't. Uh, I think the law would be clear. He has to serve his term uh, as president. And then you could have all kinds of debates about whether he should uh, go to go to prison or not. Uh, but if he loses the election and loses the trial, it's certainly possible he could end up in prison for a couple of years. That's that's within the realm of possibility. That's Let me tell you what's harder. He cannot get the right lawyers to defend them. Why? Because there's a mm-hmm. there's a fascist organization called uh, 65 Project, a group of radical left lawyers 
who have pledged to go after the bar uh, licenses of any lawyer who defends Trump. They're going after me. Um, I defended Trump and I defended the correct uh, approach to election machines uh, and vote counting. And they are they filed a bar complaint against me. And when you file a bar complaint against me, uh, a law professor of 50 years who never did anything wrong, the message it sends to other lawyers is don't go near Donald Trump. Don't defend him. And I got a call yesterday from a lawyer who's trying to put together a team for Donald Trump to defend him in D.C. Nobody, no good lawyer, really great lawyers prepared to take the risk of getting disbarred. This is a fascist okay, so- approach to, uh, uh, to McCarthyism and, and the lack of due process and, and adequate representation. So how do we stop that, Alan? Because I, I know that I've had a, a great set of attorneys that I'd worked for, for work with for years that dropped me as a client because I was too controversial. And I'm like, you're free. You're my freedom of speech lawyers. What are you talking about? Uh, yep. And how do you get a great lawyer? What do we do to is there any legal way to yes. Yes. to stop these people? It's expensive. You know, they have a tremendous amount of money behind them, whether it's George Soros' money. I don't know. But they have unlimited resources. And people who are fighting for the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution, the right to counsel, the First Amendment free speech aren't funding it. Uh, We should be organizing an organization, bipartisan, nonpartisan, an organization of people who love the Constitution to go after the 65 Project and go after these uh, lawyers who are trying to prevent Donald Trump and others from, from, getting, from getting lawyers. Look, I won't be cowed. Uh, I'm too old for that. I'm going to be 85 in a month. I'm not going to be cowed by a bunch of radical left-wing lawyers. Uh, but, you know, a 45-year-old lawyer with a family to support is not going to take on Donald Trump's case if he knows he might lose his bar license. So we have to fight back. And you can start uh, organizing that campaign to fight back. We need people who love the Constitution, whether they're right, left or center, to fight back against this McCarthyite unconstitutional attack on lawyers who want to defend controversial uh, defenders. Look, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I defended him because his impeachment was unconstitutional. Um, And I think today some of the charges against him are unconstitutional. I don't care whether he's a Democrat or Republican. I only care about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So, Alan, you tell me, you find a group or you put a group together, and I'll help finance. I mean, and I think a lot of people in the audience will do the same thing. And it's, you're right, it shouldn't be partisan, but it, it might end up being because it seems there's too many people that are too afraid, uh, even of their own side, to actually get involved. And it's shameful, just shameful. <laughs> Oh, there's no doubt about that. What what people on Martha's Vineyard, for example, did to my wife and my family when I defended Trump. These are people who I've helped for years. I've been living on the vineyard for 53 years. And uh, once I defended Trump, um, I was denied the right to speak in the library. I was denied the right to speak in the community center, in the book fair. Um, my wow. wife was attacked. The restaurant we go to was told, if you dare to serve the Dershowitzes, we'll never come there again. I mean, it's pure McCarthyism, McCarthyism. There's a new movie out called Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it, but I read the book. Um, And it's about what happened in the 1960s and 50s when I was a college student. We don't want to ever see a recurrence of that. We want to see the Constitution alive and well and thriving, whether you're right, left or center. 
So can you talk to us a little bit about what's happening with the Hunter Biden case yesterday? Yeah, um, sure. this is this is phenomenal that we have two really credible one, a Democrat whistleblowers, very high up in the IRS talking about how they were obstructed on this and that even the the uh, Secret Service alerted hunter biden before and made sure that he wasn't available and then on top of that that the transition team was briefed by the doj that's no what it's it's a terrible attack on our legal system look hunter biden was lucky he got a very very good lawyer abby lowell is a great lawyer and he defended him and got him a good deal i don't know if the judge is going to allow the deal to go through in light of all this uh, there has to be a special counsel appointed. Why? Because we now know that the U.S. attorney in um, Delaware, who was essentially appointed by Democrats, although he nominally was appointed by um, by Trump, uh, the recommendation came from the two Democratic senators. Um, that is not what matters. What matters is he was told he had complete jurisdiction to follow the money and follow the crimes to the District of Columbia and to California when he tried to do it, according to reports he was stymied so we have to have a special prosecutor who has universal jurisdiction can follow the money to ukraine can follow the money to china no restrictions mm-hmm. on his jurisdiction and see what the truth is remember a whistleblower i'm so proud of whistleblowers that come forward and there ought to be more but being a whistle whistleblower doesn't guarantee that you have complete credibility so we have to check Correct. everything that was said yesterday but if it turns out to be true there's more than probable cause to appoint a special prosecutor to look in but depth we, into this case rather than the current situation. Yeah. Can we trust a special counsel at this at this time? I mean, how many have we had? And uh, I mean, well, they just go on and on and on. And then, well, some have done good jobs. Um, uh, you know, the, the the Whitewater Council against Clinton, and then the and then Starr. Uh, they were very aggressive, and they pursued it to to impeachment, which failed, but impeachment. The right person, it's all about the right person. Archibald Cox was the right person. I could give you a list of 10 people, uh, former judges, uh, people who are Republicans. Uh, give you two examples off the top of my head. Mike Mukasey, the former Attorney General of the United States under Bush, he would be a perfect special counsel. Louis Free, the former head of the FBI, uh, again, a Republican, but a moderate, a former judge, both of them former judges. They would be extraordinary. These people have great reputations, and they'll never allow their reputations to be sullied, and they will never take orders from Garland. They would never take orders from Bush. They would never take orders from anybody. They would do their job, and they could do it well. And they're at the end of their careers. They don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to get another job later. We could see real justice done if people like that were appointed to get to the bottom of this. I don't know whether it's true or not, but if it's true, it is devastating. And who appoints that special counsel? What are we waiting for? Well, the appointment comes from Garland, but it has to come with a lot of political pressure uh, from the House of Representatives, uh, from um, other people, from the public. And, and, and he, sh- he, he should make an appointment, and he should appoint somebody who is beyond reproach, somebody who everybody, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, CNN and Fox and MS. NBC and uh, Newsmax all agree, this is the guy, this is the woman, this is the person who can get to the bottom of this. Without that, America's faith 
in the legal system is diminishing. So I have to tell you, I'm listening to this podcast, I'm driving in my car, and I'm thinking, well, okay, well, that's not going to happen. I mean, I think people, they say they don't care anymore. It's not that they don't care. It's that they don't think anything's going to happen. If we are reliant on a guy who, quite honestly, Merrick Garland, who I think should, should, it should at least be considered that he faces an impeachment. Um, if you expect him to, per, to uh, appoint somebody that the world is going to trust, I, I, we're living in fantasy land. Well, that may be the case. What's what's the alternative? Look, Merrick Garland could have been on the Supreme Court. Um, he it ends up he may not be the right man for the job he has now. Um, but um, uh, but he's a man. Uh, he, he he can't be impeached, by the way, because he hasn't committed any crimes. To be impeached, it has to be treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, just having a, a maladministration or malpractice. The framers of the Constitution rejected that, so I don't agree. But li- lying, lying to Congress? Well, uh, that would be an impeachable offense, obviously, if it were perjury. Okay. Um, my, my understanding is that the allegations that he lied were mostly in media discussions, but you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he actually yeah, yeah, yeah. knowingly lied, not that he made a mistake. But put that aside. Uh, if the public pressure is enough, look, there's another alternative. And that is uh, voting for third-party candidates. We're now seeing this new uh, group emerging um, uh, called uh, No Labels with uh, um, uh, Joe Mm -hmm. Lieberman and Manchin and others who are thinking about saying to the American public, look, you don't have to choose between Biden and Trump. Here's here's the third alternative of moderate, middle, centrist people who can give you uh, a third alternative. Uh, Having that a strong option puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the attorney general, on the president to do the right thing. Maybe it won't succeed, Alan, but your guy driving the car has a point. Um, you know, it's, it's unlikely. Any of these things are unlikely to happen. Alan Dershowitz, the author of Get Trump and the, uh, the uh, host of the podcast, The Dersh Show. Thank you, Alan. We'll talk again. My pleasure. Thank you. Second Amendment exists for a very good reason. It is your right to protect your own freedom and safety and your responsibility to protect your families. And if you own guns, you need to be proficient. That is another responsibility. But going to the gun range, getting instruction, dropping a ton of money every time you want to buy ammo. These things can throw a monkey wrench into the plans to maintain your ability to shoot consistently and well. This is why you need the Mantis X. Uh, I went shooting just the other day. I hadn't shot my gun with ammo in it for, oh gosh, year and a half at least. Um, out of the 18 shots I took, I hit 16 um, with my handgun. That shouldn't have happened. The only reason it happened is because I kept my skills up by using Mantis X. You can use it with your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. When you're firing actual rounds or dry firing, it'll give you instant feedback on what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and how to correct it. 94% of the shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. Used by the military, used by uh, the U.S. Marines. Start improving today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
All right, so Stu, did did we decide whether or not the the digital version of Dark Future is finally up or not? Uh, my, see that? Uh, my understanding is the audiobook is not. The Kindle is. That's where I believe okay. the state right. of affairs okay. is at this time. We like to we like to just roll things out uh, smoothly here at the Glenn Beck program. Uh, it is still being checked the audiobook, I guess, by Amazon because. You know, we're not a trusted source that have sold millions of books and audiobooks through Amazon. You know, anything could happen. All of a sudden, this one could be a little spotty or sketchy, you know, technologically speaking. So they've only had it for a few weeks. What do you expect them to do? Pfft, really? Uh, the audiobook will be coming out very soon on Amazon, or I'm going to find another way to release the audiobook. And don't think I haven't contacted my CEO and asked him to start working on that right now. Um, the audiobook is available, by the way, New York Times. Uh, we were legitimately number two behind a K pop. Uh, book something sold a bazillion books to kids i guess so we were number two um but uh, the new york times put us at number 12 uh this time so congratulations on that i wear it as a badge of honor really uh the name of the book is dark future you can grab a hardbound or the kindle is available today who knows maybe the audiobook will come out soon sometime thank you amazon it's available now dark future. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. American Financing uh, wants you to know that even though the Fed paused their continuing rate hikes back in June, Jerome Powell has indicated there will probably be another rate hike this month. And you know as well as I do, that's going to make your credit card debt more expensive. You need to get out from that credit card debt, if at all possible. So there's one thing you might want to consider, and I want you to do your homework on it because it's not right for everybody. But American Financing specializes in helping people just like you get out from under their high interest debts and find some freedom and some breathing room. They are a family-owned mortgage company, and they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. So let them do a free mortgage review. See if they can show you some ways where you could be saving and how much you could be saving. Get out from underneath that high-interest debt. Close in as little uh, as uh, 10 days and possibly delay up to two mortgage payments with American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is SUMMIT. You can still save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, let me go to uh, Carol Roth. Hello, Carol. How are you? Hey, good morning, Glenn. How are you? Very good. Is your audio book available yet? Yes. In fact, I've got people on Twitter yeah. who are listening to my audio book and saying, Glenn, where is your audio book? I don't know. You would have to ask Amazon that question. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't get our audio book up uh, for some reason. Oh, it's uh, strange, isn't it? Uh, so, well, you know, uh, I will tell you, the, well, it's, it's not—it's not strange because they actually wouldn't release the people who did the early reviews for my book either. 
What, 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 really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, wow. it's a big, big head scratcher there. Yeah, I know that we have violated all kinds of rules by even having uh, the Great Reset on the cover of the book. That's a, a verboten uh, phrase that you're just not supposed to say, uh, but it's the truth, and uh, we'll take on the World Economic Forum, but uh, they're not making it easy. Uh, if, you, if you haven't had the uh, chance to get the book, Dark Future, uh, hurry uh, you can do that at uh, you can find it at, at uh, Glenn's new Also, Carol Roth just put her new book out and it's you'll own nothing. And I wanted to have her on today. By the way, it's a great companion book. These two go together really, really well. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you and pick it up where we were uh, the other day. And that is renting the American dream and talking about how uh, the American dream is not a house, but that's how we describe it. And we describe it as such is because that is the one thing that grows wealth. You know, you always hear my mom and dad bought this house for, you know, 1965 for $5,000 and now it's worth a million. Um, it, is, it is something that allows you to grow wealth. And if you can't grow your wealth in something like that, uh, then you you lose the American dream, which is to be able to chart your own course, especially if you are renting and you're not renting from a neighbor. You're renting from a corporate entity. This is just disgusting what is happening. Can you explain a little bit more? Yeah, so this is um, really something that the corporations coming in and competing with individuals for single-family homes, which, as you mentioned, is the largest driver of wealth on household balance sheets across the U.S. This is something that didn't happen before 2010. So after all of the ridiculous policies that came out of the Great Recession financial crisis that bailed out Wall Street and you know caused almost six million Americans their homes via foreclosure or short sale. They did not get a, the bailout. Um, you know there was all of this supply in the markets of really cheap homes. At the same time, the Fed decided they were going to give a gift to Wall Street, and that was going to be abundant cheap capital through their policy of artificially in, uh, suppressing interest rates and printing a lot of money. And it was to the point that what we call there was almost free money, <laughs> that they had had negative real interest rates, that basically the interest rates that they had on the loan were actually lower than inflation was at that point in time. So when Wall Street had access to all of this money, it started to invest in various assets and inflate those. It, for some, some reason, that never counts as real inflation um, because it benefits the, you know, the wealthy and the well-connected when those asset prices go up. And then they ran out of places on a sort of a risk-reward basis that they felt they could put the capital. So in 2010, you started getting corporations competing with individuals to buy homes. It did not meaningfully exist prior to then, to the point that we now have more than one in every five homes as of the end of last year that was purchased by a corporation. And these corporations are not looking to make them better and, and you know, get them back to you so you can have that wealth creation opportunity. They are looking to rent you the American dream. They want to take that wealth that you would have created for your family, for your legacy, and they want to transfer that to Wall Street. 
And so one of the things I did in the book, Glenn, you know, I, I like to let everybody speak for themselves. So I went to their financial statements and, I, 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 and their financial filings, the 10Ks, the annual reports, and I just reprinted what they said. And they said they are specifically targeting the middle class because those are the ones who have the jobs who can you know go out and earn money and basically give that wealth over to Wall Street and that this is a, a golden opportunity for this new asset class and so really the implications of you owning nothing in terms of not being able to own a house, which, by the way, is also influenced not just by this policy, but by uh, additional government regulations at the federal, state, and local level. Uh, the disruption of labor in, in the labor market means that, you don't, that you're not able to generate this wealth. It also has social credit implications, as you know, we talk about um, you know, on this program, I talk about in You Own Nothing, You Reference in Dark Future. Think about if you don't own your home and now you have to rent that from one of these corporations, which, by the way, happens to be backed by all of the you know, big financial companies that are pushing things like ESG and whatnot, you know, what happens if you say something that they don't like on social media? Do you then lose access to your home just like you've lost access perhaps to the Twitter platform or to you know, some other social media platform or to you know, one of these online payment systems? It really puts much more at risk for your future. Uh, and that's happening already. I mean, you try to get my kids into certain schools uh, just because you're white. Try to get your kid in a certain school. We're already doing this. Uh, we're just not doing it system, uh, systemically throughout uh, organized throughout uh, all of society. But that is coming. They're also the IRS is also going after your inheritance. And this is really so nefarious. I have spent my life making money and the money that I, I want to keep it to pass on to my kids. I'm doing it through my ranch and we have been building and taking care of this property. And really, I mean, we're really, really look at this land as sacred and my kids, I have to put enough money away so my kids will be able to pay the taxes on the land, et cetera, et cetera, because you don't honestly ever own anything. They can take it from you at any time. But when I die, if I haven't, you know, done the, you know, the legal loopholes with all the attorneys and and only the rich can really do things like this. My kids will lose the they will have to sell the ranch for the taxes. And that's obscene. And what happens is when they take it for the taxes, the government takes all of the money for the taxes and then they sell the farm to probably some corporate entity to get it out of the hands again of, you know, the average person. There this is this is stripping the American dream and just putting it into the water like chum. It's true. And there's another thing that I talk about. I have a chapter on the, the upcoming wealth heist that relates to this. So you talk about, you know, your farm is being you know, something that you want to, your ranch is something you want to be uh, passing down. There is an estimated $84.4 trillion in wealth 
that is set to turn over via inheritances in the next 23 years. It's a staggering right. amount of money, and that's not from billionaires. That is from you know mostly from from middle class Americans that have worked hard and, and put away something. And so, what what are we hearing out there? We're hearing things like, oh, Janet Yellen, she wants to to go after unrealized capital gains, which are these weasel words that basically say we're going to tell you what your stuff is worth on paper. You haven't realized the income from it, but we're going to tax you on that. So think about the implications. Your parents bought a house in 1970, and then all of a sudden, one day they wake up and, and someone looks on Zillow and decides that it's worth $2 million, and now your parents owe taxes on $1.9 million. I mean, where, where are they getting That's that, crazy. Right? They're not. Insane. They're, of course they're not going to do that. So what are they trying to do here? They're trying to trick people and say, no, we just want this for the billionaires and the ultra-wealthy because it's not fair. But that's not the bulk of that $84.4 trillion that's set to pass down. So they're trying to get wealth taxes and they're trying to get inheritance taxes increased with the carrot that they're going after the ultra-wealthy so that you seed the principle. They want you to say there are no property rights and this is okay to do. And the second you do that, that means that it's not just for the billionaires, it's for you. And there's so much wealth that, by the way, we've, you know, we've got $32 trillion plus and growing in national debt. We also have more than $129 trillion in unfunded liabilities and promises that, of course, they're not going to walk back. So wouldn't that $84.4 trillion of your wealth go a long way to helping maintain their power and control. So one of the things I did in the book is I got an estate planning attorney (laughs) and chapter 11, we have all of these ways that you can fight back. And one of the things he says is you have to go to an estate planner and you have to do like you did, Glenn, and get a trust put in place. Uh, It sounds like it's just for the wealthy, but you can do it even if you're the average American right on Main Street. We can't guarantee that there will be a grandfathering, but the reality is we know that the wealthiest people are going to be protected. So you need to start doing the things that they're doing to make sure that when they come in and they change the rules, you're protected. Yes, exactly right. And it's, you know, it's not cheap to put a trust uh, together, but it is also not, it's not something to just for the wealthy. And uh, I'm telling you, they're going to come, they're going to come for all that you have every way they have. And uh, you're exactly right. You've got to start doing what the wealthy are doing. And thank you for doing all the work. I I, I want to have you back maybe next week and talk about something else you talk about in the book, which is uh, the water rights that are being bought up uh, by the elites, including places like Harvard. Uh, buying up all kinds of water rights. We'll talk about that next week. The name of the book is You Will Own Nothing. It is a great book by Carol Roth. Uh, She's a former investment banker that is, you know, she sobered up and she started caring about, you know, Main Street. Um, And uh, and she wrote the book You Will Own Nothing, which is a great companion book to Dark Future. Carol Roth, thank you so much. Thanks for joining the counter-revolution movement, Glenn. We got to get everyone in it. You got it. Far too much negativity out there right now. So let me give you something positive to thinking, uh, think about. If they want you to own nothing, you need to own something. And buying and selling a home may be a hassle. 
Um, and if you're going to do one or both, you might feel like it's a huge mountain of responsibility resting firmly on your shoulders. <sighs> Make a mistake. It could cost you big time. Here's the deal. Get a real estate agent that you can trust. Don't roll the dice. What I what I have put out is realestateagentsitrust.com. That's a service that will pair you with not just a good agent, but the people we think are the best real estate agents in your area. Somebody who is a team builder, who will get the job done and done right, who will take that mountain of stress off your shoulders. It's real estate agents I trust, my company, and they're there for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, I'm just sitting here looking outside of my uh, broadcast studio. I have to tweet a picture of this. And some of the best artists in the in the world are here. Uh, we've got a couple of people from uh, India. We have people from all over the country. It's kind of like a little Taos that's happening here. Uh, and every year I host these artists to come out. And they paint and share stories and uh, learn from each other and learn to tell stories. It's, it's, it's more of a symposium than a, a workshop, really. These guys are just some of the best, and, uh, and they learn how to tell stories. And uh, today I'm supposed to speak to them, and I'm like, I don't really have anything to say to these guys. They're, I mean, it's, it's Josh Clare and, and Jeremy Lipking and uh, Adrian Stein and just some unbelievable artists. Um, but it is an honor to have them here and host them here at the Standing Rock Ranch. Uh even though it's yesterday, I, I put an Instagram out and I don't know what kind of floodwaters I, I, I opened, uh, but uh, I was so frustrated. My wife and I were on our way uh, back to the ranch and we've been working on this ranch for I don't know how long and living in the dust. And uh, our landscaper just flaked. I, I, don't, I don't even understand this. I don't understand how people are just like, yeah, I don't need to work or yeah, I work, but I don't want to work too hard. It is honestly like roulette. You just spin the wheel and see which contractor shows up, which one's going to do the work, which one's not. And if somebody, God forbid, forgets something, there'd be eight people on the crew. Oh, you know what? I forgot my hammer. I got to go and get it. <laughs> and then all the other people just seem to like, well, we can't work without Bill. I mean, we'll just stand here and wait for Bill to come back. It is crazy. We really are at that point where you get like all you need to do is show up and you're better than 94% of your competition. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I mean, I have all this landscaping to do and I live out in the middle of nowhere. So there's like there's I don't know. There's one person that we found that can do it. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to answer my phone for like two months. Uh, oh, OK. And uh, the guy who's in charge of the, the whole build, he said, uh, well, it looks like we're going to have to wait until next summer to landscape. And I'm like, no, no, I'll dig it out with my hands if I have to. 
Uh, but I don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, you're pretty skilled. I mean, Why don't you it, just paint some flowers? And you know, what do you need done? You know, just just. Uh, I'm down to that. If it wouldn't turn to dust, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I I am so willing. Did I tell you my wife? Uh, this is a few months ago. We had these like flower pots outside, and I just came back and like, there's beautiful flowers in there. I'm like, wow, those are great. Do we? I mean, how much do we have to pay for that? What did what, what did that cost? She's like, oh no, they're yeah. just from Amazon. They're just plastic. I went out there. They're just plastic. They just look like really good flowers. Like they, we are getting to the point where screw these living things. Give me the plastic. You never have to do anything. They just live forever, sort of, in a way. Now you are giving me, you are giving me some ideas, and you're also giving, you're also giving Hunter Biden some ideas. <laughs> Wait a minute, who cares about the living? Just get plastic. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you about Coin. It's a new credit card that is out, um, and. It is a credit card, really, for people who are tired of, you know, doing business with people who hate your guts or who take some of your money and contribute it to things like La Raza or Planned Parenthood or BLM or Acorn. This credit card is new, and it is called COIN, the COIN card. It's spelled C-O-I-G-N, COIN, the COIN card, America's only conservative credit card, and gives you freedom to support the causes that match your values unlimited cashback rewards, world-class theft and fraud protection, and the ability to line your dollars with your values because COIN donates to conservative causes. Rob Collins, COIN CEO, has been a guest on the program. I really love what he is doing. This is a way to get out of the system and make sure that you are doing business with people who like doing business with you. To learn more and apply for a coin credit card, go to coign.com slash blaze. That's coin.com slash blaze. coign.com slash blaze. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Did you know the first senator to endorse Jimmy Carter? I mean, come on, this is just too good to be true. Biden. Joe Biden was the first senator to endorse Jimmy Carter's presidential run. And Carter described Biden as his most effective supporter. Well, at least he was effective at one point in his life. Um, We have the author... Of, uh, of a new book that is out, how Joe Biden is worse than Jimmy Carter ever was. The Biden Malaise. You want to listen to this with Kimberly Strassel. She is on with us in 60 seconds. Stand by. <laughs> Biden Malaise. Uh, all right, let me tell you about our sponsor uh, this half hour. Our sponsor is My Patriot Supply. You know the drill. 
One crazy story blows up in the media. The next thing you know, empty shelves around the grocery store. I saw this story today. It's crazy. Canada is like, hey, we should update our nuclear fallout shelter advice for nothing to see here, but maybe we should update it. Really? How come? Jeez, we live in weird times. Uh, One way to take the pressure off yourself is just to be prepared. Then you don't have to worry about this stuff. If you're not a prepper, if you're somebody who has not had food storage yet, you think you can't afford it or whatever it is, My Patriot Supply is offering for you right now a one-week emergency food supply. Oh, we'll be eating each other like animals soon. But at least that first week, you don't have to look at anybody and go, hmm, I don't know, looks pretty marbled. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry-free customers. Kit comes in a nifty ammo can that can be loaded with delicious foods. There's no skimping with the meals, 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only. The one-week emergency food supply, MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Kimberly. Glenn, it is great to be here. <laughs> it's great to have it's you so on. Now, to talk to you. Thank you. Um, you wrote uh, the book on the Biden malaise, uh, and you have a happy ending to it. But your your contention is Joe Biden is worse than Jimmy Carter ever was. I think at this point that's pretty obvious to even maybe Democrats. Do you agree with that? Well, I don't. I mean, they won't admit it, obviously. But oh, it yeah. should be obviously. It should be obvious to everyone, especially looking at his dismal poll numbers um, and the state of the economy. And and by the way, there were Democrats that warned him not to take the steps he took. So they understood what would come from it, the inflation, the high gas prices, and he did it anyway. Um, is anybody, do? would you say that's different this time around? It seems like every all the Democrats are on board with everything he's doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the reason this has all happened is because Joe Biden is not a leader and he's not willing to stand up to the crazies in his party. If you look back over his long history, he's always just been a vessel. Wherever the party power was at the moment, that's what he reflected. And if he'd have stood up, if he'd have actually taken the advice of sane economists, etc., cetera, uh, we wouldn't be in the situation we are right now. Um, but he was never going to push back. That's another big difference between him and Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter had a very rollicking, sprawling party, and a lot of them didn't like him because he actually got in fights with them. Right. So... Um Carter, I never, I I mean, I never had the feeling that he was intentionally trying to dismantle America. I just thought he was a mess. Um, Can you compare their philosophies? Uh, I mean, Biden is surrounded by all kinds of uh, anti-American or anti-capitalist kind of, of people. Was it the same with Carter? You just put your finger on the word that matters here and, and what really separates these two presidents, Glenn, and that is intent. Um, you, you know, if you go back and you look at Jimmy Carter, first of all, he was dealt a far harder hand than Biden was. I mean, we were already in the middle of global inflation. Uh, there had already been an oil shock. We were in the middle of a very aggressive Cold War. And, and to the extent that he desperately mismanaged all of this, he was at least trying to make things better, right? He was trying to actually 
help unemployment. That was the reason he took a lot of the steps he did. It didn't work. He had the wrong advice. Uh, he was still enthralled to Keynesian economics, but, but, but he had the best interests of the country at heart. You know, Joe Biden took what should have been an amazing economy, just turning the corner from COVID, um, an amazing energy sector, which we had just become a net exporter of oil. Um, and in a fervor to turn us into European style socialism, use COVID as an excuse to spend six trillion dollars. Um, to attack fossil fuels in a climate agenda and manage to spiral up inflation to massively increase the size of government and to make it impossible for people to fill their cars up with gas um, or to pay their heating bills. And, and so it's intent. His goal is to transform the country. And we all know that the methods that he's chosen lead to rack and ruin, but he doesn't care. So let me let me switch to what you talk about towards the end of your book, and that is Reagan. Reagan comes around, and he's not liked by the Republicans. Um, they, they, he's an he's an outsider, um, but he is cheerful, and he reminds people who we really are. Do you see that candidate out there? Not yet, and that makes me very sad because I truly believe that we could potentially have another moment like the end of the Carter administration in which a country has seen up close and personal again what it's like to have failing economic policies. Uh, and one consequence of that in Carter's years was it was this incredible opening. And Ronald Reagan, with his ideas, which were very different, as you know, from Rockefeller Republicans, uh, and with yeah. his very cheery message, uh, was able to not just change an election, but change electoral politics in this country for a generation. You know, the whole Reagan Democrat movement, which, by the way, those people are now the Republican base. Um, but I look out at mm. the field now. I think what we have is a lot of people who are all trying to show they've got fight, right, to show that they, they can throw a punch as, just as much as Donald Trump can. Um, and, but we're not hearing as much about their vision. And we certainly aren't seeing enough people smile, for God's sake. Like, just smile and have an optimistic vision for the future. Right. Um, and, and everyone's well, just instead. But it's, yeah. Isn't it really hard to have an optimistic future when you know how deep, unlike Carter, you know, the Republican or the Democratic Party back then didn't seem to hate and be against the country. Um, you have almost every institution corrupted and falling further and further away from defending our Constitution and our way of life. I mean, it's kind of hard to have an optimistic attitude because it's a real it's the biggest fight, perhaps, of our entire country's history, don't you think? Oh, I agree with you. It's very difficult. I think it was also uh, very hard back for in the time that Reagan was running. Not necessarily. I, I agree with you. The Democratic Party was a different beast. But the depths of the kind of uh, the tearing apart, the, the country was very divided back then. It had been through a lot of traumas, Vietnam, Watergate. I mean, people were so demoralized. So it, it was very hard to, to do it then, too. I think what has to be done is someone's got to remind, this doesn't mean you could be optimistic and still call out those failings, sure. right? Because sure. what what you got to do is you have to remind people uh, in, a, in again, in a way that shows leadership uh, just how off the rails that party has gone. 
um, and show that you can actually accomplish stuff and have a vision and have an optimistic without resorting to their tactics. Um, and I think a lot of people would gravitate to that. So I agree with you 100%. Your book is kind of more of a, a guide than anything else to show us what we what we really need to do. Um, and it is it's the greatest opportunity right now to reset America and put her principles. You know, it's, it's, I, I would say, have we tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? We need to restore its original principles, its factory settings. Um, but there doesn't seem to be, uh, except for the people, it doesn't seem to be anybody really willing, as far as parties go. The Democrats are way off the rails. The Republicans are kind of like they were under Reagan, where I'm not sure that they're all that helpful to somebody who believes in the Constitution. I, I agree with you, um, and especially here, here's the, the positive thing, Glenn. I truly believe that while the parties and the party leadership are at each other's throat, I think most Americans fundamentally agree with those constitutional principles that you just outlined, or at least are open to hearing about how we need to return to that. One of the problems I see in the Republican field at the moment is that there's very much a a kind of you versus us mentality, uh, even among the candidates, basically saying, you know, if you if you think this, then you are, you know, morally reprehensible. Correct. Um, and and Correct. and and that and taking it to extreme levels, not seeming to understand that a lot of Americans do have very nuanced views on abortion or other cultural mm-hmm. issues. You know, that's why they're hot button. Um, one of the great things about Reagan is he didn't do a you versus us thing. He he spoke to everyone as Americans and said he'd lead everyone as Americans, and that's what convinced people to switch parties and come in. Well, he did take a you versus uh, us in one way. It was us against the government. He said government was sure. the problem. I'm going to get them out of your, your hair. Uh, right. And that's the same kind of message that would win today. Absolutely. You know, I know that the party is having a you know long, involved debate about how it needs to transform itself. But, you know, sometimes like if it, like if you got a wheel and it turns like and it's not broken, like there is a formula. Right. For um, people don't like government. And, and you just hit on something. We need to have a leader that figures out the things that unite us. And guess what? Most people don't like government. I mean, even people who, you know, are sat by while it got bigger, uh, their interaction with it is not great. Uh, you know, uh, everyone understands that it's all one big version of the DMV. So uh, some themes like that, those things that unite us, uh, I think the way to go. I'm still waiting to see it, though. Uh, we're talking to Kimberly Strassel. She is uh, the author of The Biden Malaise. It just came out this week. She's also uh, a Wall Street, col- uh, Wall Street Journal columnist uh, and an editorial board member uh, and a good friend of the program. We are going to take a quick break. I don't want to come back. And if you're willing to, I'd like to talk to you about the individual candidates and what you see. Uh, how's that shaping up and strengths and weaknesses of all of the Republican candidates uh, in line with what you're talking about? Back in 60 seconds. You know, the one thing that we all need is good sleep. And for good sleep, you need a few things. Uh, one of them is a pillow for a great night's sleep. 
Go to the Pillow Guy. My Pillow is celebrating their 20th anniversary, and Mike Lindell wants you in on the celebration. And when you use the promo code Beck, you're going to get the lowest price ever on a queen size My Pillow. The regular price is $69.98, so you're going to get it for $19.98, and the king size is just $10 more. You'll also find deep discounts on other amazing My Pillow products. So join in on the celebration. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener special squares, and you're going to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size My Pillow for 1998 promo code Beck or you can call 800-966-3117 that's 800-966-3117 the offer comes with a 10-year warranty 60-day money-back guarantee you don't have anything to lose with a trial period like this so start sleeping well get the quality sleep you need uh call my pillow at 800-966-3117 or go to mypillow.com use the promo code back 10 seconds station id so Kimberly Strassel is with us. She is the author of The Biden Malaise, uh, how Joe Biden is far worse than Jimmy Carter ever was, and the need for a new Reagan. So first of all, I guess, tell me what you think we should be looking for in these candidates. And then let's go through some of the candidates. Sure. And by the way, I wish I'd had you do the subtitle on my book, Glenn, because it's much better than the one that's actually there. I'm sorry. (laughs) What is the actual subtitle? I'm sorry. No, no, uh... no. No, no. Yours is better. That's what I'm saying. Let's not even say the other one. It's a mouthful. (laughs) Yours is much more direct. Um, uh, All right. So let's go. Who who do you want to go first? (laughs) What are we looking for? Um, Uh, Well, I think the, the yeah. Tell us what we're looking for and then let's go through the candidates. Well, I think what I'm looking for, what I think the nation would benefit for is is uh, some of that old fashioned Reagan philosophy, which is limited government, uh, right, uh, fiscal responsibility um, and, you know, strong national defense on the grounds. I know there's a debate about this in the GOP at the moment, but my view is that when America's standing strong, there's less likelihood of conflict, and that actually allows us to dedicate more of our time and resources to our own problems here at home. I think I think that was very clear with Donald Trump. I mean, you know, I don't think Putin would have gone into uh, Ukraine with Donald Trump there. If you have somebody who is strong, the military is strong. And honestly, I've always said somebody with a twitchy eye where you're like, yeah. you know, I think he just might do that as long as the uh, the enemy of the United States is feeling that way. We're pretty safe. We're pretty safe. I Um, couldn't agree with you more. Yep. Okay. so when you look at the the candidates, I mean, there's a lot to a lot to go. But Donald Trump is the one that it's really at his point, uh, his to lose, I think. Um, What are your thoughts on Donald Trump? So I agree with you that it's his to lose. Um, although, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I live in kind of a, a town that's really was Trump country. Um, it's a very conservative area, the kind of place where you would see like the double Trump flags on the back of the pickup truck waiting, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah, I've yeah. been yep. really surprised by how many people who voted for him twice have said that they would like to get a look at other people and that they're not sure this time. And I think you see that reflected a little bit in the polls, too, in that, you know, he's got a solid number, most like 35, 40 percent. 
Um, that's a little bit more than he had back in the, the, the 2016 primaries. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think what's going for him, though, is this crowded field, just as it was back in 2016. And, you know, Correct. there's clearly more voters who haven't yet decided on him yet, but they're all splitting the field. Um, you know, my one concern with Trump in terms of what we've been talking about is I don't think, A, that he is a, a natural communicator of a philosophy. It's not his deal. He likes the politics, right, much more than he likes yeah, the yeah. policy idea of this. Right. Um, and and, he, and he's certainly not your sunny guy, you know. <laughs> right. It's funny you because can love him for in a lot some of reasons, but yeah, he's not. Yeah. Some, he, I think he used to be at times uh, a sunny guy before he got into politics, um, but uh, yeah, not not necessarily uh, now, and and probably good reason. Uh, Ron DeSantis. So. Ron DeSantis, in my mind, uh, he's got the ability to do all this, but I think his problem, and we're seeing it from from the reset, of course, his campaign says it's not a reset, which confirms that it is a reset. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think what's happening there, and I've kind of heard this, he felt a lot more comfortable in Florida, knew what he was doing, felt comfortable making his own decisions. This campaign looks to have been very poll driven so far. Um, and I keep wanting to mm. say, like, let Ron DeSantis be Ron DeSantis. Um, because if you look at that amazing reelection he won in Florida, I mean, sure, there were probably a number of base voters who liked what he did with Disney and liked what he did with the schools sure. and transgender stuff. But a lot of people just loved that he was competent when they had that storm, that the gas got delivered, that Big their time. taxes got lowered, yet that government got smaller, that you just had a leader who knew how to get stuff done. And I really wish we heard more of that from him. The the other one I'd be interested in in hearing uh, about is Vivek Ramaswamy. I think he is so fascinating. I think he's got a few like really out there ideas, um, <laughs> but but on the on the upside, uh, it's because he has ideas. I mean, that guy is so sharp. Um, he is a font of policies. Um, when he's not sure what he's talking about, he goes and gets educated on it. He's obviously got yeah. an enormous amount of energy. And I think that he's actually getting a real look. I mean, people kind of just immediately wrote him off when he got into this. But that guy is out there and he is working like a dog. And I think he's making some gains. I think so, too. I, I think he could be a vice presidential uh, nominee, if if not uh uh, presidential uh, nominee in the end. If he keeps going the way he's going, he is a, a very different and sunny kind of guy. He has the Reagan yep. sun to him, which I is really important. Say, yeah, that's the other thing is he does have a vision. And, you know, if you listen to him, he talks a lot about what it means to be American and how we need to be proud to be American. He talks a lot about those values you mentioned, Glenn. Um, and that's a little bit of what Reagan did. Obviously, he, he's a very different person, um, but uh, he, he's closer to that than I think a lot of the other candidates. I agree. Kimberly, great to talk to you. Thank you so much. The new book is The Biden Malaise. It came out uh, just a couple of days ago. The Biden Malaise by Kimberly Strassel. You can pick it up wherever you find your books. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. 
Leia lives in uh, Ohio. Let me tell you a little bit about one of the best days of her life. One Sunday morning, a few months back, Leia sat on her couch. She was in so much pain. She was in tears. Now, obviously, this isn't what made it one of the best days of her life. What she did on that day made it such. She made the decision to try Relief Factor. She heard me talk about it for a long time. She hadn't given it a shot yet. Been there, sister. But this was the day. You know the drill. She got her life back. She says within eight days, her pain began to fade. And it's only gotten better since. Three-week quick start. It's only 1995. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug, so it won't whack you out, but it was developed by doctors. And hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. And 70% of them go on to order more. So go to relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief 800 the number 4 relief 1995 3 week quick start again relieffactor.com 800 the number 4 relief feel the difference relieffactor.com So many great books out right now. And also, Glenn Beck's Dark Future. It's available wherever you get your books at glennsnewbook.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. Looking at your uh, Twitter here, Glenn, you just tweeted a photo uh, outside your broadcast studio. You say outside of my yeah. broadcast studio are some of today's best artists. Now, which one of them is Hunter Biden? I know he's really the uh, top guy. He's not here. No? He's not here. No. But look at the name. I don't know if you know anything. About, I don't know uh, anything. No. I don't know anything. Yeah, I will these be are... honest with you. I don't know anything about art. But I, I've seen some of these people's work, and it's incredible. I mean, I, It's incredible. And uh, I bring him up to the ranch uh, once a year. Uh, and uh, it's for the Inspired Arts League, which I don't run or, you know, I'm just a member of. Uh, and we donate the ranch and and uh, put on the food and everything else. And these guys come up and they just paint. And I'm allowed to sit and listen and watch. And, oh, my gosh, it is. They are amazing. We two days ago, um, we were given a challenge. Uh, there's how many of us? 15, 12? And uh, we were given a nine-foot panel and said the only instruction was uh, something that, you, that scared you that you got through. You have two hours to paint it. All of you paint one painting together. Go. And we were all like, what? Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. And all of us thought it would be an absolute disaster. I should tweet out what, what happened. Just then, this giant thunderstorm came rolling through the valley, and it got very, very dark. And everybody just looked up at the sky and went, okay, that's it. And within two hours, we painted a painting that is just unbelievable. And there were like 10, 10 of us, at least, working on it at the same time. And we'd all step back and go, okay, that needs to be, who wants to do that? And boom, we do. it was really fun, mm. really fun. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Uh, and... It's so Last weird night we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? <laughs> well, it's strange. Are you, you're, you know, I, I, I mean, I would imagine that your politics are not necessarily aligned with uh, every artist. Don't, we don't talk politics at all. Smart. Nobody talks politics. There were a couple of artists last year. They were like, I don't know. I'm going to Glenn Beck. I mean, I uh, <laughs> feel sorry for the guy from India. He was like, I looked him up on, I mean, 
Really? I mean, <laughs> he's Satan. I don't have to <laughs> sacrifice a chicken, do I? Uh, <laughs> not like, no, but we are slaughtering cows. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we don't talk politics at all. And that's a good thing, I yeah. think. A really uh, good thing. Have you talked at all with, with them, you know, being really you know, famous, accomplished artists about what they think is going on with AI? Yeah, uh, none of them like it. Um, <laughs> I would and assume I not. Yeah. <laughs> I think they are still of the mindset that handcrafted things will be worth more than uh, AI things. And I think in the long run that's true. Um, but it's like, for instance, I, I, I equate it to um, when Quartz came out. I'm a watch collector. Quartz came out. You could not buy a handmade, uh, beautiful watch that you would have to wind because everybody went to Quartz. I mean, even the biggest watch houses went, you know, to Quartz. And all of a sudden, the price of a handmade watch went through the floor. Smart people bought up all of those watches and just kept them in vaults. Now, it's the same. You don't, if you're a watch collector, if you're somebody who really likes a timepiece for the handmade quality, you buy that. You don't buy quartz. If you're somebody that just wants time, you'll buy a quartz watch because that's all you need it for. But there is a place for handmade everything. And I think it's going to become more valuable. People will want something real. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's definitely true i think you know like i my you know my my son is a you know he likes sports collectibles and like obviously you could print a baseball card that looks the same as the one that was released in 1985 Correct. or 1955 a signature is a perfect example of this obviously you could recreate a signature easily but the real signature is is what's worth it right and i i assume that continues though with the ai stuff some of it looks so real I don't even know uh, anymore. I don't know. There's something to be said, though, when uh, I mean, I can think of so many things like this that, you know, it was fun for a while. Let, let's take uh, um, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The hero movies uh, that are being made. The Marvel what company is that Marvel. Mm -hmm. Marvel was great because at first it was like, wow, I've never seen anything like that. Now you're like, hmm. Yeah, because it's all that, you know what I mean? And nothing is is real where you look at Mission Impossible, where it's AI assisted and you know that uh, he was actually in the plane, the helicopter doing that. That adds something to it. I, th I think the Tom Cruise movie is a great example of real life mixing it. And Marvel is just kind of meh because it's not real. Yeah, it's almost like you're buying the story. I find so much of this, uh, a lot of the stuff that goes viral on the internet has the same sort of thing where like, you know, like Dude Perfect is like one of the biggest, uh, you know, accounts yeah. on YouTube. And they do crazy trick shots is one of the things that they do. And they'll, you know, they recently, you know, shot, uh, a, you know, basketball shot off the top of some Vegas tower. You know, it's the highest mm -hmm. basketball shot ever. And you see the thing go down. And, like, they could easily do that in CGI, and it would be nothing, right, to see that. But the nothing. fact is, the whole story of them taking multiple days and thousands of shots to try to make this and then finally making it is what you were interested in. And I think, I guess that's where it goes. 
But like, I, it, you also can see the other side of it. I, I know with um, you know Hollywood obviously on, is on strike now, and they're doing this. This the actors and the writers. A lot of that has to do with AI, and the the possibilities were of where that's going is really fascinating. I, I don't know if you saw this from Justine Bateman. You remember her from Family Ties? And oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she's she, very bright. Yeah, she's also a computer. She has a computer science degree as well, apparently. Um, yeah. But she tweeted she tweeted this thread. I, this is a couple months ago, but I think it's fascinating. Where does AI going with film? Uh, mm-hmm. Listen to this. One hmm. AI written scripts. Okay, you kind of figured that's already happening. I'm sure. Um, and digitally scanned actors, image and or voice, both already exist. Some talent agencies are actively recruiting their clients to be scanned. You can choose the projects, but you'll only get 75 cents on the dollar. But okay, you know, you think you're not mm-hmm. even doing any work, right? What, what's the big deal? There's all an AI. Um, then it says your, div- your digital image can be triple or quadruple booked. So that bodes well if you happen to be a you know, top 10 percenter. Uh, number two, films customized for a viewer based on their viewing history, which has been collected for many years. Actors will have the option to have their image bought out or to be used in anything at all. Three, films ordered up by the viewer. For example, I want a film about a panda and a unicorn who save the world in a rocket ship and just put Bill Murray in it. Mm. <laughs> Imagine that typing that into Netflix and then you just get the movie. And if you happen to, well, to, I will tell you to be a, 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 a what is it, Black Mirror watcher, and you watch the first one from this season, you you know it seems completely absurd. But I mean, that's the sort of stuff they're talking oh, about. Oh, it could here. be done. Oh yeah, and you know what? It, somebody will hit on a hit. Somebody will have an idea, put it together, and it will become a hit. And yeah. it'll be like, you know, YouTube movies. This this happened where, with, what was it, Drake? Uh, I think it was one of those, you know, some you know, yes, musician. Yes. And he had, there was an AI song written that sounded like his voice. It wasn't him, wasn't his song, but it was becoming popular. They had to suppress it to make it not become a hit. Um, but that's just all coming, right? That's all oh, around yeah. the corner. And the, pro- the problem is, is where is uh, plagiarism? Where's the line? I mean, you can look at, for instance, um, we were talking, I can't remember what the painting was. We were talking about some painting and uh, this person had done another painting and it was very similar. Now, did he copy that or did he go and say, oh, I, I, I don't even remember seeing that before. Maybe honestly not seeing it or seeing it a long, 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 long time ago, maybe in his childhood. And it just kind of pushed to the front. With AI, there is no childhood. There's no memory that you lose. That There's no subliminal anything. It's all there. And if it's read and consumed everything, everything is plagiarism. All of it. All of it is plagiarism. Yeah, that was to the, some degree or another. There's that Sarah Silverman uh, uh, yes. lawsuit. I don't know if you saw that from a couple of weeks ago where, you know, basically the, the AI, you can ask AI to summarize her book, right? And the AI will summarize her book and all the things that are in it, stories from inside the book. And she's like, that's my book. You just took all the stuff from my book and just gave it away for free. Right? Like, yes, (laughs) I think she has an argument there, honestly. Um, Oh, she does. A couple more from this, Glenn. uh, uh, Other possibilities of AI in the future of what happens in film. Viewers getting digitally scanned themselves and paying extra to have themselves inserted into custom films. 
Easy. Totally. Licensing deals made with studios so that viewers can order uh, uh, order up older films like Star Wars and put their face on Luke Skywalker's body and their ex-wife's face on Darth Vader's body, etc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six, training an AI program on older hit TV series and creating an additional season. Family Ties, which Easy. she was in. Uh, had 167 episodes. An AI program could easily be trained on this and create an eighth season because they only shot seven. I mean, I, I, this is going to be a really weird world. And, it's, and there's that, I, and there's that it's window. It's coming blend. fast. Yeah, coming really fast. And there's that window where right now people like you know Bill Murray, right? They'll want to be. They'll want those people in these movies. They'll have a chance to license themselves out. But like over time, they're just going to create AI stars from scratch. That will just replace all the... You don't need Bill Murray. People won't remember him. He'll be dead 30 years from now, and they'll just be all AI people out there acting. Stu, why would you... I mean, it's the same thing that I say about AI for relationships. Actors are a pain in the ass. They're a pain (laughs) in the ass. Okay? All the stuff that you have to do. You know, I need this. I need that. And, oh, I don't know if I can work. All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Why would any mega studio say, no, let's have all that drama here on the set instead of saying I can take them, license their image and I don't have anything to do with them? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, no, totally. And by the way, uh, as you brought that up, I thought, man, talk show hosts can be difficult, too. Uh, This would be (laughs) no no offense. I will tell Um, you this. mm -hmm. We we won't be able to do it. Uh, Ben Shapiro will be able to do it. Because you don't ever hear him go, um, oh, what was that name? Uh, uh, <laughs> like me. So if I'm ever replaced by AI, you'll know because I'll sound like Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah. Cut ben with Shapiro a spoon style may- forks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Ben Shapiro may actually be AI right now. And I still love it. I still love it. Well, uh, the, the, you know, you uh, mentioned the, re- the relationship thing, which of course is uh, coming with all sorts of weird weirdness. But like, the, what, I was reading no. an article this morning morning about uh they're doing this with with like instagram influencers right where i mean what's an instagram influencer i mean to be true like we don't know who these people are they haven't accomplished anything of note that we know of they come out and they become popular because they're hot and they're wearing bikinis in like you know foreign locations well that's easy for ai you don't even have to know who these people are they're just creating them from scratch to look perfect to be wearing bathing suits in you know some incredible with some incredible backdrop and then they're trying to sell you the bathing suits or whatever they're trying to hawk to you. And it's like, you're just going to create these people from scratch over time. Those people will be the famous people, right? The, the fake See, people it. will be the famous people. I have to tell you, I think that's wrong. I mean, look at me. Here I am in an exotic location mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing a bathing suit right now. No. And... Uh, you're creating about. horrible imagery for the radio listening audience. <laughs> I assure you, if you're watching Blaze TV, he's fully clothed. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, dear God, AI, save us. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Goldline. I want to make sure you know about the perils of our current financial situation. If you use history like I do as a tool to look back and learn from, with, uh, with that hope, we can prevent disaster from striking again. Either way. I want you to get prepared in case disaster does strike again. And I, I really I do think it's going to happen. So what do you do? Well, you might think, I don't have enough money to buy gold. Have you looked at silver? Have you even considered this seriously? It used to be the thing of fringy people, you know, like me. 
It's not anymore. Did you see, you know, my grandfather taught me the rich uh, get richer. Yes. Why? Because they're doing things way before the average citizen figures it out. Uh, they, he said, if, they, if we would have done what the rich people did prior to 1929, uh, maybe we would have been wealthier. But we didn't. Here's one of the things that the uber rich are doing right now. And I say uber rich, I mean the central banks all over the world. They are moving their money into gold. Goldline right now, this week, has a quarter ounce gold Mayflower coin. And with every 20 of the quarter ounce gold Mayflower coins that you buy, you will receive at no additional charge 250 one ounce copper rounds. I want you to call. Just find out um, more information. There's no obligation. Just say, I just, I just want the information on this and why gold or silver or whatever might be right for me. 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call right now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Dark Future is out digitally now. You can get it uh, on uh, your Kindle or wherever you get your digital books. For some reason, the audiobook's still not out. We want to thank Amazon for that. Uh, Glenn, oh, scale of one to ten. Uh, one being these whistleblowers change nothing, and Joe and Hunter are going to go on with their lives as normal. Ten being this ends in them being thrown out of office and maybe into prison. Uh, where Six. are you right now? Six. Six. Yeah. I, I mean, okay, where am I? Yeah. Where am I in the real America, the real world that I grew up in? Yeah, I should clarify. Ten. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm saying what do you think um, is going to happen, though, not the world that you think sh- it should exist. The world that does exist, uh, I would put it at a one. But I think this evidence is so strong that... If they keep pounding it and you find as much as you have in the last few weeks, if it continues this way, it's going to be a slow drip, 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 and a stone uh, moves with just small little drips. It decays and and, uh, crumbles. Uh, I think this could be a slow drip that even in today's world will end in real trouble for the Biden. The Glenn Beck Program.